like the salsa that I use for the tacos. I use tomato, garlic. I use jalapeno peppers, guajillo peppers, chile de arbol. And what I do, I fried everything on the scuttle first. And then I put that in the blender. And here's a little secret ingredient. I take a corn cake. That was Marco Hernandez, Overland cookbook author who's known for creating mouth-watering, south-of-the-border meals from the back of his Jeep. And you want to know what Marco's secret salsa ingredient is? Well, you're going to have to join us on Episode 5 of the Gaia GPS Off-Road Podcast. Before Marco starts dishing out his secrets so you can be a kitchen hero out on the trail, let me tell you about these awesome discounts for podcast listeners. You know that Trails Off-Road has more than 2,700 curated trail guides for North America. And did you know that you can send your Trails Off-Road routes straight to your Gaia GPS account with the press of a button? And lucky for you, both Trails Off-Road and Gaia GPS are offering discounts on their memberships today. Just go to www.trailsoffroad.com slash podcast to get 20% off on their membership. And then visit www.gaiagps.com slash offroad podcast to get 20% off a premium membership. You'll have the best info for the best trails on the best maps for overlanding right on your phone, tablet, or dash navigation screen. Because remember, Gaia GPS now connects with both CarPlay and Android Auto. And you can use that to take you to the best campsite so you can cook all of Marco's famous meals out on the trail. Because really, isn't overlanding just eating your way through beautiful and interesting places? Seems that way for me sometimes. So let's get cooking with Marco. Well, hey, Marco, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for in inviting me to this. This is exciting. Totally our pleasure. So, Marco, tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? Where do you live now? Tell us your story. I was born in a small town in Baja that's called Tecate, like the Tecate beer. Tecate is between, between Tijuana and Mexicali. Baja is amazing. I mean, when you when you go through that, those huge cactus, the giants of the desert, what they call them. Mm -hmm. And then you make a small left turn and you hit this beautiful white sand beach. It's just phenomenal. And uh, I moved to San Diego 30 years ago. And now I live in Jamul. It's on the outskirts of San Diego on the east side, close to the mountains. And yes, I get snow in December, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm super happy. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it, a lot of people don't realize how whenever you start going east out of San Diego, how quickly you get up into the high country there. And that is a, a beautiful, beautiful place. It's amazing. I For 10 years, we looked for a property in that area. And uh, last December, we were lucky enough to find one and to get uh, to get property there. We're really, really excited. That's awesome. We have chickens, we have bunnies, we have dogs, we have cats. <laughs> so what came first, great cooking or awesome overlanding? Uh, I think I think cooking. <laughs> Since my daughters were little, I used to cook for them. And uh, my mom was a great cook. I learned a lot from her. And uh, I think that I, you know, I was just not afraid of mixing things up. And I started cooking without, I've never been to school or anything like that. It's just it's just something that I like, and uh, but yeah, cooking was first. 
Definitely. Well, what's your first memory of when you decided to become an extraordinarily good cook? <laughs> Jeez, uh, making uh, food for my daughters when they were little. I still have my recipes for my granddaughters. You know, they asked for the grandpa special, which is just a can of tuna with mayo and, and corn and, and just mix it all together and put in a tostada. <laughs> so, yes. Now, are you the uh, cook at home or you just get inspired to cook on the trail? Um. I do cook at home. Uh, my wife, she's a really, really good cook. I learned from her a lot too. But I think the the fun part is cooking at, at camp, you know, making uh, difficult dishes. Not difficult, like difficult, but but dishes that more elaborate. Uh, I think it's fun to do that at, at camp, like a birria. Okay, what's that? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a Mexican dish. People make it out of beef or goat meat you know, different styles. And the secret is really the adobo, the salsa that you make for it. That's that's where the secret is. That's where all the flavor is. And uh, yeah, it, it's yeah one of my favorite because of that. It's just full of flavor. And that's the one that you make in the pressure cooker, correct? Correct. But basically with that pressure cooker, that's making that really tender. Super tender. Uh, it, it has a bunch of different chiles, like dried chiles, and oh, you yeah. make the adobo, and uh, so that's so it's really soft and it's 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 really good. <laughs> wow, yeah, that sounds really good. So you're a cook. How did you get started in overlanding? I've always liked uh, off roading. Um, I had my first dirt bike since I was a kid, and I went through different dirt bikes, and you know, from motocross to desert dirt bikes, and then, and then I had a few four by four vehicles, and that that what you know got me, got me really hooked into this. Um, I've always been a photographer. I like photography. That's a hobby, and uh, and that's how I started everything. Um, I wanted a vehicle to take me out there and do like nighttime photography in the desert. So that's when I got the first Jeep, the JK. And you know, you, you go on, on on YouTube and you find Trail Recon and, and YouTubers like that and you start learning from them, right? And uh, then I noticed that there was a fridge for the vehicle. And for, to me, that was like, wow, a 12-volt fridge. I don't have to go to town and get ice. You know, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, your Jeep really is more like a rolling kitchen. So what mods uh, do you have that are just cooking-related on your current Jeep? Um, before the Patriot trailer, which is now my rolling kitchen at this point, um, I used to have everything on the Jeep. I uh, had a drawing, drawer system that I built myself, and I had all my uh, spices and all my cooking gear in there, uh, my scuttle, my flat pit. Uh, that thing was heavy. That Jeep was heavy. So it's basically I removed, removed the rear seats, make room for everything, and, um, and yeah, I had all my cooking gear in there, uh, my rooftop tap on the roof rack, and uh, uh, that's, that's how I used to roll. Uh, but now with the uh, Patriot Camper, that's a whole new new game. So take us on a verbal tour then of your kitchen. Uh, pots, pans, utensils, uh, cooking devices, prep tables, all that you uh, you put in your uh, new trailer. You know, I try to keep it simple, but it's, it's, not, it's not easy. I do have a blender, a full-size ninja blender that I use to wow. make the salsas. Yes, um, I used to make the salsas, uh, you know, with a, with a smaller blender. And then I got a Jackery unit, 1500 watt Jackery unit. You can connect 
just about anything to that thing. So I got a real blender. So that's for my salsas. And, uh, you know, I don't drink. If I was a drinker, that would be the margarita setup, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then I have a yeah. regular, regular stove in the trailer, a two-burner stove. And I carry my, my scuttle, my flat pit, and my man grills uh, portable pressure cooker. And I, I got all kinds of uh, spices and uh, everything that I need to, for a good uh, cookout out there. Now, uh, you use your scuttle quite a bit, don't you? Yes. yes what do you I like do. about that? Uh, my personal scuttle is super seasoned. Nobody can use it. Nobody can clean it. Only me. <laughs> that thing is, uh, I've been using it heavily and it's very well seasoned. Um, it's just practical. It's, it's just easy to clean, easy to cook on. It's just a practical unit. And um, yeah, to me, that's a, that's one of the main tools that I use for cooking. I carry a little Weber gas grill. Do you have a preference for grilling over coals or as a gas grill? Okay, too. Um I guess the way things have been lately, there's fire restrictions everywhere. You know, you can't have an open an open uh, flame uh, cookout. So propane has been uh, a lifesaver for us. I have a flat pit, which is a open fire grill. Yeah. But they came up with the propane kit, so you can turn that into a coal burning uh, grill or a propane uh, system, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I'd like to say, I mean, just about everywhere now, uh, especially anytime during the summer. You know, having an open flame is not going to work for us. So yeah, having those. Uh, uh, propane-powered cooking units uh, really makes uh, a big difference. Now, you mentioned a fridge. It took me a while to go to a fridge myself, but I'll tell you, I will never, ever go back. Yeah. Do you have a favorite brand or type or any advice for somebody that was looking to uh, get a fridge? I've always used ARV. It's a really, really good quality brand, and they make really good fridges. My my main fridge right now is a brand-new Zero model. It's got a freezer and a freezer and fridge unit, but uh, I have a seven-year-old classic ARB that it's on my uh, my JK, and that mm. thing is working like like new. So I, I like the brand. I like ARB. I think they make a really good product. Weight and space are limited for most of us when we go out there. What are some must-have items that we need in our kitchen box for mere mortals like me that are cooking out whenever we're overlanding? You know, I think I overdo stuff <laughs> bring more than stuff that i need really but you can cook you know a really good meal in a in one of those small stoves uh i mean uh, a good pan you know good ingredients and you can have a really good meal um but sometimes i cook for a lot of people so it's a lot easier to do it on a scuttle and you know everything at once that's the reason why i got the blender too because i had a small portable blender but you don't need all that really you know it's more one of those portable uh camping hiking camping uh, stoves will work for for almost everything yeah the first time i saw you with that blender i was just completely blown away because i'm i'm thinking to myself you know how cool is that but you've got to have the power to do it you know you've you've got to have the ability to generate that power and inverter and everything else but uh you seem to really put that to use. Sauces and uh, salsas seem to be a, a huge part of your cooking. Kind of nice, bold flavors out there. Well, my background is Mexican, so what I cook the most is Mexican food. 
and you know Mexican food is it's salsas and and all kinds of mixed stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I I make a lot of salsas. Tell you what, I just order a 12 volt oven, which is going to be a game changer. <laughs> I I didn't even know they made such a thing. A yes. 12 volt oven. Yes, it's wow. um. I think it's going to be a game changer. I'm going to install it on the trailer. And this is the way I think. We are going to hit the trail. It's going to take us four or five hours to get to camp. And if I set everything when we start the trail, that thing is going to be cooking, right? By the time we get to camp, I just open that oven and dinner is ready. I think that's going to work. <laughs> so... So, so really, you're, you're going to be driving the trail and you're going to be cooking dinner for everybody while yes. you're driving the trail. Yes, imagine that. <laughs> I think the only time I've experienced that is I had a buddy that decided he was going to make some burritos for us and wrap them in tinfoil and put them on the, uh, under the hood on top of the engine. He made 12, and I think by the time we got to where we were going, we had three left, and they weren't that good. So I'm betting yours is going to be a lot better. I've done that a couple of years ago in Utah. It was just too hot to cook. Yeah. We were camping in August. At night, it was over 100 degrees. You know, we were taking showers outside the tent at 1 a.m. because it was just too hot. And I decided to cook some burritos at night, you know, put them in foil, put them in my, uh, my freezer. And in the morning, I just put them under the hood. And by the time we got to the end of the trail, we had 30 awesome burritos for lunch. <laughs> Well, you were more successful at it than uh, than we were. Out of all the gear that you carry to prepare and, and cook, is there a single item that you consider indispensable or maybe something that you have just a very personal connection with? The scuttle. You really I, like that scuttle. You can cook everything on it. Mm -hmm. You can make a pizza. You can make a stew even. You know, it's, it's, it's not that hard. And it's super easy to clean that's that's my main problem cleaning because I go through a lot of water when I cook. And especially, um, it's a lot safer for the environment because I only use water to clean it. And if it's really, really greasy, I just let it cool down, you know, remove that grease and put it in my trash bag. And that, that just boil some water on it to clean it. So there's no... You know, there's no ashes to leave behind, anything mm -hmm. like that. So I, yeah. I think it's it's pretty practical. So, Marco, let's save uh, some of our listeners some time and uh, effort so they don't have to do a Google search. Tell me what a scuttle is and how you actually use that thing. The scuttle is a steel disc. It's got the shape of uh, like a walk. Um, and they put a burner underneath and legs. And you use propane for uh, uh to get that burner going. And then the more you use it, the better it gets. It's just like a cast iron pan. Um, it gives that special flavor, I think. You know, it's it's it depends how you use it. But mine, I don't use soap. I don't use salt, anything like that to clean it, uh, any chemicals. So just I just boil water and wipe it down. And that's how I clean my scuttle. Um, now, it's it's really practical. You know, it's easy to clean. They they make a couple of uh, uh, different sizes. And uh, I can cook whatever I want on that thing. I, I can go from, jeez, uh, uh, carne asada to uh, filet mignon with mushroom sauce. It's, it's, and it's wow. super easy. <laughs> um, yeah, I carry a, 
a little found this little small cast iron frying pan that's perfect for one or two people and it actually had a removable handle so it was easy to store and everything but i'm the same way nobody touches my little frying pan because if you it's so nonstick. It's so, you know, the heat spreads so evenly. And like you say, all you do is you pour some water in it at the end to kind of deglaze the pan, wipe it out and it's good to go. So yes. yeah, I, I hear you. Those, uh, those things are uh, fantastic. Now, when we're out there camping and especially whenever it's a little bit cool, I I love those bold, you know, flavors. And that's why, you know, I mean, Mexican food is so great in camp. Um, so you add a lot of sauces, which of course add a lot of flavor and complexity, uh, chimichurri, some things like that. Are there some sauces that would be great for somebody like me to master to become a better overland cook? <laughs> any, any hot salsa, on any kind of food is it's gives, you know, that, extra flavor and, and, and makes a difference. Um, I make salsas for different things. You know, the salsas for the tacos is a different salsa than, than the one that I use for the tortas, for example. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I use a bunch of dry chiles. Um, you can go from simple, simple jalapeno, tomato, garlic, and onion salsa to uh, elaborate uh, guajillo, chile ancho, uh, chile de arbol, and uh, jalapenos and all that uh, for a salsa it depends you know it depends what you want to achieve or you know if i got extra ingredients in my um, my pantry my trailer pantry you know i want to get rid of them i want to use them so <laughs> i just make something different and it depends the friends that go with me you know um there are friends who can take uh hot uh, peppers that good so i I gotta i gotta figure that out who's gonna be okay with that you know i i'm so envious whenever i see you out on trips with other people because i know you know it's been a a great day on the trail to get to camp and everybody says and marco's making dinner um while they lounge around and watch you do your thing do you have any tips for cooking for a group in camp? Because, I mean, you wind up feeding sometimes a lot of people out of uh, your Jeep and your trailer. Uh, the most that I can do is 13, 14 people, and that's pushing it. You know, it, it's it's hard. It, it's, it's, it's not a regular kitchen. You know, I don't have yeah. that room, and I don't have uh, – there's so much you can have uh, on your fridge, and, and it's hard. Um, if it's less than 10 people – to, for, to me, it's perfect. It's a lot easier. Um, but, you know, just plan your meals. You know, how many people is going to be there. And if it's a lot of people, don't make it too complicated or you're, you're not going to enjoy it. It's just, you know, I, at least that's the way I am. You know, if if I don't see that people is enjoying what I make, uh, you know, I'm failing. <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> so just plan your meals, you know, well. Uh, depends how many people you got and uh you know and if you can get help from from your friends that'd be perfect mm-hmm. you know have them chop the onions have them chop the chiles and just get everything ready um but yeah uh, i fed 14 people and it was it was kind of hectic <laughs> yeah i could see where that would be uh incredibly tough you know for our shorter trips it's you know, we can plan out menus and things like that. Um, but for longer trips, 
where you're out for several weeks or months or people who even overland full time, uh, you're resupplying in a lot of times in smaller towns that have mm-hmm. smaller grocery stores and things like that. But are there some basic spices, ingredients that you would suggest that people in that situation would carry so that whenever they can find the basic somewhere, they can still turn out a really tasty meal? Well, salt and pepper. You really need to bring that. And, mm-hmm. and, and if you use good ingredients, like good meat, I mean, a good piece of steak, uh, it doesn't need more than salt and pepper, right? In my case, I do have several different uh Spices, um, garlic uh, powder and uh, cumin. Cumin and oregano are basic for Mexican cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of my salsas, all of my uh, uh, adobos, they have cumin and oregano. So, but it depends where you're cooking. There's people out there who make so already um, spices for 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 carne asada or for mm-hmm. chicken or for you know that's a good idea to have i have a couple of those in my in my pantry uh, but basic you know keep it basic yeah i was out on one of those longer trips and uh, our resupply wasn't all that great we had brought along a few things we just thrown into our pantry box just to have along in case we needed them woke up on a really cold morning and i was the one making breakfast and i reached in and grabbed a can of spam there you go. And I had some English muffins and I had a few eggs left and a little bit of cheese. And I wound up making Spam McMuffins. Like I said, it was it literally was below freezing whenever we woke up. But those things were hot and chewy and cheesy. And everybody that was on that trip, every time we uh, go out together now, they start talking about, are you going to make uh, Spam <laughs> McMuffins again? You know, everything out there tastes uh, tastes better than it would at home. Uh, I don't think we would ever do that here. So when you're in a situation with bad weather and the folks have got to be fed, do you have a, a fallback for dealing with rain or cold or wind in your meal planning? Well, we have our awnings and the trailer is pretty pretty well set up for that. But going back to what you said, um, a couple of weeks ago, we were in Flagstaff and I made salsa, but I made like half a gallon of salsa. I don't know why. I just make a lot bunch of salsa. And Brad from Trail Recon, he had some uh, couple bags of chips, corn chips. Mm-hmm. And it was the last day and said, you know what? I got the salsa. You got the chips. We got eggs. Well, we're going to make chilaquiles. We make the best chilaquiles ever. We just mix everything on the scuttle, and and that turned out pretty good. So that's that's another thing. Plan, you know, where your leftovers. Mm-hmm. Plan a meal out out of that. It'll be uh, a lot easier too because you already made half the uh, preparation, right? Going back to your question about weather, uh, we were in Flagstaff one time um, with the KC highlights people. It was in the 20s at night, and the plan was to make pizza on the scuttle. It couldn't be done because the pizza will burn in the bottom, but the top was just, it was just so cold that I couldn't couldn't make the pizza. Mm-hmm. So you plan something else. You know, you plan like bean burritos. Bean burritos are great when it's cold. It's, it's easy to make because you don't want to be spending all night long washing stuff when it's cold, right? Right. What's your personal favorite meal to prepare and eat on an overland trip? Birre is always a hit. Uh, birre is like barbacoa. You know, you use the, this 
tender meat and uh you, you, it uses a lot of chiles a lot of different mm-hmm. chiles it, you make the adobo and it takes it takes a, a while to cook because you cook it on a on a pressure cooker but it's it's so it's that kind of food it's just like you have a taco of that and, and that's it, it you know it, it's super good and do so you, i think birra will be my favorite do you carry a pressure cooker yes i do okay now <laughs> how does that work it's an open flame pressure cooker it's made by uh, a company called Men's Grill, and you put an open flame, and it's a pressure cooker, just like like just like a regular pressure cooker. It's got its own valves and all that, and and yeah, it, it works really really good. You can have it on open flame, or you can have it on on top of your stove. So you have a pressure cooker, a blender, refrigerator, two two fridge, two refrigerators, okay, two fridges. <laughs> I, your rolling kitchen is better than my kitchen at home. I mean, that, <laughs> wow. Uh, pretty soon I'm going to have an oven. And the oven. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking, what else yeah, in the oven? So, yeah. Now, you are or were a vegetarian, correct? Well, I used to eat fish, but I wouldn't okay. eat any meat at all. Uh, I did it for about five years. Why I started doing that? Because of health. I started taking high blood pressure pills, and since I hate pills, I told my wife, I'm going to get rid of this, and and if diet is what it takes, that's what it takes. But when COVID started, my wife and I, we were not eating meat, both of us, and and when COVID started, I said, you know what? We didn't know what was going to happen. You know, We couldn't find toilet paper, paper back then. Yeah. Are we going to be able to find the food that we eat? So we decided to start you know, eating everything again. And now it's super hard. I mean, it's super hard to get rid of a good uh, steak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always thought that was, uh, yeah, I'd see you making these these wonderful meals with just, I mean, the steaks you cook and things like that are just phenomenal. And uh, then I found out you were at that time a vegetarian. And I, I'm thinking, this guy's got more willpower than I could ever muster <laughs> with looking at, you know, that beautiful steak sitting there with chimichurri sauce on top of it and going, there's no way in the world I could turn that down. Um <laughs> Now, you recently made a change in your Jeep that you're overlanding with. You've got a new Jeep. I got a new Jeep. Uh, the JK, I'm going to make it a more fun Jeep. I'm going to put it on larger tires, you know, take care of the axles and, and make it a make it a, a fun Jeep. I got a new Wrangler 392, which is the big Hemi 6.4 liter engine. That thing's a blast. Uh, that's going to be my overlander. And, uh, that's a it, lot of power. I mean, a big Hemi in there. How fast is, how quick are you off the line with that thing? It's zero to 16, 4.5 seconds. It'll do the quarter mile in 13 seconds. It's it's just quick. It's it's fast. It's it's crazy fast <laughs> for a Jeep. I mean that that that's just phenomenal. That uh, blows me away. Now, did I actually hear that this thing has heated leather seats? Yes, it does. It, it's got everything. It's got heated uh, steering wheel. It's got uh, <laughs> heated seats. It's it's yeah. It's 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 loaded. <laughs> I don't know. I it just overlanding to me. I I have to have a certain level of pain to think I'm doing it right. So heated <laughs> seats and a heated uh, steering wheel. I, I I'm not really sure if that's overlanding or is there is there. A, I know we have camping and glamping. Is there like a glamping version of overlanding whenever you do that? <laughs> right. Well, let me tell you, uh, it's got a, a four exhaust. The exhaust is it's it's a performance exhaust. Mm-hmm. Exhaust. It's got a button so you can turn it off. It'll make it quieter. 
So when, long you walk, trip, when yeah. you want the rumble, you get the rumble. And whenever yes. you want to be quiet, you, you hit a button and it's you quieter. Yes. This is a Jeep. <laughs> That's a Jeep Wrangler. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 an amazing. They did a great job on that Jeep. So, what mods do you have planned for the new Jeep? Uh, sound like it needs any, but uh... yeah, it, it's it's changing a lot as we speak. Um, it's getting a new uh, suspension from TerraFlex. It's getting some fuel wheels, um, some larger tires. I'm going to put it on 37s. Um, a roof rack. Uh, rooftop tent. It's got the Goose Gear system right now with the new ARB Classic fridge. It's got the Red Arch system, the Red Vision. Right. So that's going to take care of all my electric camping lights. And I just installed an ARB Link system, which is uh, it's a module that will control my compressor, my driving lights, accessory lights, and it'll give me a bunch of information and I can control a bunch of stuff to the point that you can set your air up pressure and it'll control the compressor until it hits that set pressure. That's that's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome system. Now, did you put that controller right beside the switch for the heated steering wheel or did it <laughs> Well, actually, the controller has this is like a phone. It's a screen mm-hmm. and you can put it, you know, on your dashboard and it's wireless. What kind of rooftop tent are you going to put on the uh, new Jeep? Uh, James Beirut. James Beirut Explorer. Okay. I just put a James Beirut on my 4Runner about uh, a month ago and took it out for its first trip. Have you had a James Beirut before? Because I love mine. My daughter has one. Uh, Brad has one. And uh, my daughter said that is the best rooftop tent ever. And and I, and I see it. And I see the quality and it's just it's just there. It's, it's really nice. And I'm getting the new one with the... Uh, the Falcon uh, awning. It's got the right. tunnel. Mm-hmm. It's got the tunnel to go in, the, and I, I can't wait to get that. It's that's going to be fun. Yeah, I, this was my first rooftop tent, and uh, I was really impressed with uh, how easy it was to set up. Once I learned it a little bit, pretty easy to take down and just super comfortable. Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy that thing. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Is there a unique modification from your 2015 Wrangler that's definitely going to go in the new Jeep as well? Um, one of the mods that I love about my JK is the long arm system, the long arm system suspension. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm going to do that on the on the 392, um, just because you know it's I'm going to make it a more comfortable Jeep for overlanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that the long arm is not comfortable, but it makes you go crazy. You want to go over everything with that suspension. So, and I don't want that on the 392. <laughs> That's what the JK is going to be for. Yeah. So, so you're going to have basically the, the older JK as your let's go out and crawl over some rocks fun Jeep. A rock lander. A rock lander. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the new one's going to be more, you know, we're going down the trail to some really cool places, yes. kind of overland, oh, the ultimate overlanding vehicle. So, yes, absolutely. That's pretty good. Now, you've got a pretty extensive patch collection going, I noticed. Is the patch collection going to move over to the new Jeep? Uh, I don't know. No, my JK is going to stay like that. I'm not going to remove any, anything from it. Um, am I going to do the same thing with the 392? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I might want to keep it cleaner, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Now, you actually took the time to write a book, The Overlanding Cook, 
which has been a total success story. Tell us a little bit about the cookbook. You know, I, everything started because of the followers on social media. They they wanted the recipes and they, you know, they started reaching out. And a lot of them suggested that I should make a cookbook. And I said, well, a cookbook is, yeah, you know, it's not that hard to make a cookbook. It only takes you a year <laughs> to, <laughs> to write one. And so I decided to to write a cookbook and I'm working on a second edition now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I learned from the first one. The second one's going to have more stuff and I'm going to make it better. And, uh, but it takes, it takes a long time, you know, making the, uh, recipes and then cooking the recipes then photograph the recipes and make sure that everything works as, as the recipe says, it, it, it takes, it takes a while. Um, but I decided to make that cookbook and it's, it's been really good. Is there any particular theme to the menus? I mean, I know that uh, most of your cooking is Mexican, south of the border, Central American, South American themed. Uh, but uh, any any other way that it's organized? Well, for example, the chicken tacos, which is another grandpa special. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wanted to share that with, with people. And at that time, I was not eating meat or chicken. So I made... You see, if you see the recipe on the on the cookbook, you got the recipe for the chicken tacos, but you can use mushrooms instead of uh, chicken and just cook it the same way. So mm-hmm. instead of chicken tacos, it's mushroom tacos. And I did that also with uh, with the chimichurri steak. Uh, I use a cauliflower steak with a chimichurri. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I mixed it. You know, people like that because you got two options. Well, that's fantastic having a, a vegetarian option to uh, to the cookbook. I hadn't uh, I hadn't thought about that. That's uh, great. Now you said there was another cookbook in your future. How's that going to be different from the uh, original? Um, the first one, I, I use a lot of pictures, a lot of photos, in uh, of my trips. Right, and, and mm-hmm. they're really nice photos. People like that. They they see it as a you know as a photo book, but it has also yeah. recipes. Right. So I'm gonna make. Less photos probably and more recipes. Give more to the to the people. They can see the photos on Instagram or you know, and have a good complete cookbook. What would you consider to be your best three recipes that somebody who's not very much of a cook could learn to do in camp? The chimichurri, that's a hit. It's super easy and you can use it for, you know, anything. Um, the fish tacos. The beer batter fish tacos, those are a hit also. Like the salsa that I use for the tacos, I use tomato, garlic. I use jalapeno peppers, guajillo peppers, chile de arbol. And what I do, I fried everything on the scuttle first. And then I put that in the blender. And here's a little secret ingredient. I take a corn tortilla and I put it on open flame, you know, until it's just just black, a little black, burn, and put it in the blender with the, with the ingredients. Drop a little bit of olive oil, cumin, salt and pepper, and blend it. That tortilla gives that burn flavor to salsas. And uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the secrets, which is not a secret in Mexico, but yeah. <laughs> I would never have even imagined that. That I've got to go try that. Yeah, just put the tortilla on, on the flame like that on your yeah. stove. Make it a little black and drop it in the blender with the rest of the ingredients. Gives a really, really good flavor. Yeah. 
wouldn't it be nice if there was a scratch and sniff podcast so we could actually <laughs> smell some of the stuff that you've been cooking? I got to see if we can figure out a way to do that. That, uh, that would work. I think eventually we're going to have that. <laughs> smell a vision. Smell a vision. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how can people uh, get a copy of your cookbook? Uh, go to www.ovrlndx.com and there's a link to the printer. Um, the printer takes care of the chipping and, and all of that. I, I, I don't do any of that. So what other social media outlets do you have? Uh, Instagram, it's OVRLNDX. Um, I got a YouTube channel, which is basically recipes. I, I cook my uh, ceviche recipe and uh, the birria recipe also. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, uh, that's Overland X also. And on Facebook, OVRLNDX. So Marco, I first discovered you through watching uh, Brad's uh, Trail Recon. Uh, My brother Brad. Your brother Brad, yeah. <laughs> uh, is your His uh, Trail Recon uh, YouTube series. How did you and Brad get together? Oh, it, it's, uh, it's a cool story. Um, I started following him on, on Instagram. And when I got my, my first, my G, my JK, I went uh, and I subscribed to his channel to learn from, from his videos, right? And I started asking him stuff and started following him on Instagram. And then he started following me. And at one point he, he offered to make a, he wanted to make a, a video of a, a Jeep uh, walk around of my Jeep mm-hmm. as you know, he said, if I was okay to, to do that, I said, Oh my God, it's trail recon. Of course I'm okay with that. So, so he did the Jeep walk around. Um, I think he's got over, 1.5 million views already that uh, that video and after that we we started you know talking and uh he invited me to go out camping and then i invited him to go to baja for camping and 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 that's how everything started you know now i you know we're i'm part of the crew and uh we're, we're very good friends yeah i can't imagine that the first time that you fed him he didn't look at that and go oh yeah this guy's coming with me on all my trips <laughs> you know i would certainly do that now you mentioned baja is that your favorite place to go overlanding or do you have a favorite no i think uh i think my favorite it's got to be colorado colorado is just beautiful it's just you know and, and it depends what you're going to do you're going to go just camping go to colorado but you're going to go wheeling it's it's utah so mm-hmm. there's so many places here. Baja's got amazing spots, camping spots, and it's and it's just it's just amazing. In March you can you can swim with the whale sharks in uh, Bay of LA, Valle de Los Angeles. Yes, and it's oh, yeah. and it's fun. What we do, we go on the Pacific side, we go to Ensenada, spend a night there, and then cross the peninsula through the Baja One Thousand uh, Trail. Mm. That's fun. <laughs> that is funny. It's just, it's just crazy. Um, and then you hit the Marte Cortez and, and, and those beautiful beaches. It's just, it's just amazing. I have not, uh, I've been to Baja, uh, but not overlanding. And um, I'd love to, you know, just take and like, say, just drive that whole thing, you know, take some time and really explore it. It looks just incredible. And camping on the beach and, and like I say, yes. being able to, to follow the same route as the, the Baja 1000, that'd be... It's super fun. That'd be fun, um, yeah. Recently, we made a video for Off the Grid in, uh, in Ensenada. And uh, 
one of the guys who was there, he's a really good fisherman. And um, he fished this, he got this huge fish. And 11 minutes later, we were eating tacos. Because, you know, we got it right there and I prepared on the scuttle. And you can you can watch the video. It's everything on some video. It was amazing. That's pretty serious. 11 minutes from uh, swimming to being fish tacos uh, coming yes. off of uh, Mar- Marco's scuttle. That's you can't fresh, get fresher that's than that. That's fresh seafood right there, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Marco. I have never gotten hungry while recording a podcast, but I need to grab a snack. If Marco has inspired you to level up your meals out on the trail, you can buy his book on his website, Overland X. That's O-V-R-L-N-D-X.com. We have all the links in our show notes on the Guy GPS blog. Did you like this show? Then please drive over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It really keeps us going, and we take your comments to heart. So let us know what you think. Thanks for listening in. This is Wade. See you next time. <laughs>